big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another edition of Get Your Rocks Jolly Well Off with me, Mick Wall, and him, John Hotton. Greetings, greetings. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That was a nice formal introduction. It very much it? was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killing time to to thinly disguise the fact that we haven't yeah, decided what we're going to do yeah. yet. We're contractually obliged to talk about heavy metal in some respect. Okay, well, I think we do know what we're going to do. But we do. We of course, we do. We just we always joshing. know. Yeah, and and you know when you hear mistakes. Yeah, they're not. They're, well, human error. Well, know. sometimes with you, John, there's yeah, a bit of human yeah. error. It's true. But I, I write, I write my errors down. They're they're, they're all is that so you, ne- you never make them again? No, it, it's oh they're actually they're deliberate errors. It, it's because I never make. <laughs> but then, an they, error. then by definition they can't be errors, can exactly, they? Exactly, John. Exactly yeah. my point. Yeah. Exactly my. It's like turning off my phone while I'm yeah. still talking. Yeah. No error involved. Yeah. There. I, you you just thought I'll chance it for the first few minutes. <laughs> So I've had so many calls this morning from all my <laughs> rock star friends. Well, you know, you joke. But, I do do. Oh, I, Stephen I... Wilson been on the phone again, has he? <laughs> no, it's a bit early in the day for Stephen. Oh, he's more he? of a night owl. Oh, is he? More oh, of a night. Well, God. he would be, wouldn't he? He's a man. He's a man know. half in shadow. No, I get the impression he's the sort of person who he has a big desk diary, and it's probably divided into quarter-hour segments, and each one is ruthlessly filled. Now you're thinking of Francis Rossi of Status Quo. Yeah. He's the one. Oh, he's easily confused with Stephen, the polymath <laughs> Stephen Wilson. <laughs> Listen, I was only the other day. I was listening to Down, Down, Deeper, and Down, yeah. and I could have sworn the Stephen just Wilson for a moment it. it was the Watchmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, down. Watchmaker. Yeah. And here comes Stephen in his bare feet to play. Yeah. 15 different instruments in two minutes. And he can do that. Yeah. He he, can he, do I've that. seen him do it. He's, do, he's <laughs> doing it online in his home studio thing. He, he just, he did, it wasn't enough for him to record an album. He then had to re-record it on his own yeah. for YouTube distribution. Yeah, absolutely, while also yeah. doing Taylor Swift it, it, covers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I quite like his Taylor he's Swift He's so covers. talented. Yeah. It, it, and he looks young. He's, I mean, the man is in his in 50s. His 60s. No, 50s. 50s. <laughs> He's not in his 60s. <laughs> he, he, he looks like he's barely started shaving. Barely alone. alive. What's that, sorry? He looks barely alive, barely out of school. <laughs> OK, I can see you're just not taking it I seriously. I am taking it seriously. Oh, I like we're both Stephen folding Wilson. our arms I, I like Stephen Wilson. I just, you know, I just don't have to be friends with him. Well, that's because you're not No, I'm not. I've never him. met him. You see, I've those met him of in my life. Oh. Yeah, close. We're known as friends friends of Stephen. Yeah, F O S. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big posse. It's you. Who else is in it? You. 
me who and else Stephen. are his friends Marillion, they're his friends well sort of sort of i think they more look up to him as a guiding light yeah yeah maybe do i don't know, know. I, mean? I don't know if they do ian do anderson that... ian anderson's probably his friend i like to think that they're friends yeah yeah. yeah, well, he's done a ton of work with Ian Anderson. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't just say I'm not just plucking <laughs> names out of the air here. He's okay, done a well, lot of work with Ian Anderson. Okay, I expect okay. Ian Anderson thinks that Stephen Wilson he's a good guy because Ian Anderson I read in it was something like the Times or someone they do this great column and it's called Fame and Fortune. And they basically ask well-known people about their finances, but they sort of judge it, judge, jazz it up in a way that, that's kind of not boring. And they did Ian Anderson. And it transpires in the course of this interview that he does with... That Ian Anderson's hobby, now that he's left the rock and roll lifestyle behind, his hobby is being the tour accountant for Jethro Tull. <laughs> so, so he does the whole band accounts. Yeah. So he's sort of tremendously concerned with how much they've just spent at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Even when he's on stage... He's, playing, he's, he's, he's thinking, thinking about it. I tell you what, they're not getting any extras on their rooms tonight. They're there not playing that well. Yeah, exactly. If I see well, extras on these rooms... Mick, I'm Mick Jagger is the same. Yeah. He, he's right in the middle of doing, I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, especially but what, financially. But what he, Exactly. But yeah. what he's thinking is, is, you know, I can't get no satisfaction, so definitely you're getting nothing. Yeah, you're getting nothing, because I'm me first. Yeah. See you, Charlie Watts. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Until I've got my until I until I share. get some satisfaction. Until I get my share. See you, Keith Richards. Yeah. Fuck all. Nothing. Yeah. Until I get my satisfaction. Exactly. See, so I think Anderson and Wilson. I think the next thing you'll see from your friend Stephen Wilson, your FOS. I think you'll <laughs> he will start saying to you. Mick, I've decided I'm moving into tour accountancy, <laughs> along with everything else. Hey, it's a and, growth industry. And I've, I've had a look at the bottom line here, and I keep seeing yeah. this entry, Mick Wall. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to yeah. have to scrub it, mate. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No, We're I, bleeding no. money here. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. bleeding money. But for money. a good cause. <laughs> Always for a good cause. You think, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of tour accountants, did you know Herman the German? who was the Scorpions drummer. Drummer, yes. Was actually their tour He's, accountant. It wasn't his real name, Herman the German. It wasn't was his, it? his nickname. I thought it, he was Herr it wasn't, German. Because it wasn't even the, was it? As I remember, it was Z. It was Herman Z German. <laughs> I thought it was Herman Zepepers, yeah. the German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have the papers. You know, yeah, the tour papers. They would papers. do a gig. Yeah. They would do a gig. Yeah. And... They'd be going to the bar afterwards, like we were saying yeah. the other week on the Scorpions, and yeah. be going, we're going to have a good time tonight! We're going to have some fun, but up to a limit of 30 Deutschmarks each. Because here comes Herman. Here comes Herman with the PDs, yeah. 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 And you can't uh, go above and beyond that. He's no, you can't. He's not going to give you extra. Now, the, the, 30 marks each is, is sufficiently calculated for a basic nutritional meal and two drinks. Yeah. If you're going to have some fun, what more do you need? Yeah. Have some fun tonight! Yeah, yeah. Hello, London! Yeah. <laughs> I'm well nourished. I've had two halves of lager. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock and roll! Exactly, yeah. You up there in the balcony, I see you! <laughs> Big city! Yeah. Big, Big city, city lights! And Herman's on the, Herman's at the back on, on the, the drums. Now, a cynic you see, might he, say... You see, Herman keeps time and he keeps money, so it's like it's all counting. It's like one, two, three, four. 
It's the same. Drumming is this dry fear. Yeah. I mean, accountancy is basically drumming turned into numbers. It's mathematics. Music is mathematics. Yes. Yes. True. I remember saying to Ozzy once, "Yeah, Ozzy, music is mathematics." Ozzy, you get the impression probably doesn't know a lot about accountancy. Oh, I, I, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you know, I would be surprised. I, I've spent many a quiet, yeah. fulfilling evening with Ozzy as we've pouring done the books. O- pouring over the... Pouring over the, the books. Yeah, very, yeah. What do they call it? The ledger. The, uh, the, <gasps> the board ledger. Yeah, yeah. Inco- yeah. Incoming, yeah. outgoing. Ledger, bought ledger, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Bought ledger clerk. That yeah, was that's a good right, job yeah. back in the day. It was. You know. So, um, now, a cynic might say, of course, Herman had another job because let's be fair, the drums weren't. They don't occupy. Were the thing is that on the drums, how often are you required? I mean, you're rec- <laughs> if you're recording an album, the drums are always done first. That's the first thing they do. They put on a in click track. In the Scorpions track. case, put, usually by yeah, another drummer. Exactly, yeah. They put on a click in track. Fact, Herman's not needed yeah. in the studio no, at, at all. all. No, because they've got drum machines there. But, but they He's put in on, the they, office. They put on a click track and the drummer does his thing and then he can go home. The rest of the album. The drummer does not need to be there. This is why Lars Ulrich causes so many problems, <laughs> because he is there. He doesn't need to be. Now, then, so the drummer's been sent out. So then, and then on stage, how, you know, the drummer's on for two... Yeah, you need the drums while the songs are being played. See, this, this is why I love working with a pro like yeah. you. Seamlessly you were trying to link, segue. I know you were trying to link seamlessly into it. Seamlessly segue into gonna, the I, subject I, of today's I'm gonna, pod. I'm going to eat up another couple of minutes <laughs> Seamlessly segueing, and I'm sure everybody's guessed by now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're certainly guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kids, uh, readers, as you like to call them. Children. Oh, I thought you meant the person had no children. I was going to say I thought they did. What? No kids. Oh, you're going to give clues to who it was. Oh got no, 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 we've given enough. Clues. My first is in river, but not in bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Famous singer, frontman, inventor of the remarkable in thrash, um, bear hunter, yeah, yeah. and all round mustachioed tough guy. Mustachioed, I used to say tough guy. Yeah, I just said that. Tough guy, mustachioed. Yeah, Yeah. very much like like Stephen Wilson, actually. Yeah, in fact, if you put, it's like the fly. You know, if you put, if you were to put. Stephen Wilson in that teleportion machine. Yeah. But you also accidentally added a human fly, a a fly. Yeah. You would end up with James Hetfield. You would, something like that, something along those lines. You would. You would. You would. You'd get a guy very serious about what he does. Very serious, yeah. But unlike Stephen, who's vegan, you would actually have a a bear hunter. Yeah, James doesn't just believe in eating meat, he believes in killing the meat. Yes, yes. God's and sometimes way. not even f- just for the for the he hunting he, he experience. He doesn't even want to eat it. He didn't eat that. Be- you couldn't eat that bear. And I'll tell you why you couldn't eat that bear. Apart from the fact you wouldn't want to eat bear anyway, it just come out of hibernation, and they they obviously have been slept for however long, and right. all of their internal organs are full of poison. Really? Yeah, well, they is don't. They don't. They don't do anything. So this, this is from your days as a as international a bear hunter. Bear hunter. Yeah, this yeah. is information this is you've carried fact. with you. Fact: Don't be eating no bear that's just hibernated. You can take its skin and wear it as a pelt. That I would advise because oh. it's usually quite cold where you killed the bear. Yeah. 
So if you need to take its skin as a pelt, do do that. Do take the skin. But do not eat the meat. Don't eat it. Do not the meat, especially the liver. Yeah, especially the liver but, and the kidneys. But bear liver is my favourite. I don't know. <laughs> I know you want it. I know you want it. But it's like, you know that Onions, tremendous... That tre- you would have done that. You know when you go to Japan um, on, a, on a tour... and if I you're going to say on a monthly basis. Uh, on a monthly, uh, but if, you go, if you're going with some, you know, uh, very rich band, which you probably did, I know. Which I would, you, yeah. you would, No you point would. going with a pool. And they go to that restaurant where they do the... the what's that? Fugu. Kobe. Fugu. It's called food, and it's a fish, Fuga. and it's a, it's a poisonous fish. Oh, yes, yes. And you have to have a chef who knows exactly how to chop it up, otherwise everyone at the table dies. Or, so it's the most heavy metal meal of all time. Or you need Ross Halfin to yeah. tell the chef yeah, how, where, to, how to cut it up. Yeah, like, oh, give Lars that bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or in recent events, give Dave Ellison that bit. Oh, yeah. Ooh, sh- oh, can't say that. Well, no, we can't. I just um, did. Well, we're going to talk about, just to, for I clarification, because oh, we're nearly at the end of the pod and we haven't made this mention. Clear. We're going to do a pod about James Hetfield. Yes. Who is uh, one of the great rock frontmen. I suppose he is. But also a divisive figure in yeah. many ways. Yes, yes. This kind of very mean character that we tend to think of now, the bear hunter, didn't start out that way. You know, he was right. just a he was just a, a trembling child. Yeah. Yes. Living in the poor part of California, I think he's was it the Jehovah's Witnesses. Something no, like, Christian yeah, scientists. Christian scientists. Yeah. I mean, but they didn't. Americans, here's the weird thing about Christian Americans. scientists: is they reject science. Yeah. They're, well, they're Christian scientists, they, very, very Christian, no, no science. Not so much of the science, yeah. So why yeah. can't they just it's be like Christians? Sci- it's like Scientologists have... No science. Apart from the science of L. Ron Hubbard, which he just made which up. Is no science. <laughs> well, Christian science, you know, his poor mum was dying of cancer yeah. and they couldn't bring in the science yeah, because they were Christian Scientists, scientists, yeah. We haven't got this wrong, have we? It's not like us to get anything wrong. But. It's potentially right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe we should consult someone who's written extensively about Metallica <laughs> in book form. Well, it's interesting you should say yes. that, because not many people know this, but the actuality can all be found in a tremendous, tremendous book on Metallica. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, is yeah. that what it's called? No, it was Ride called... Ride the Lightning. No, it was called Enter Night. Oh, Enter Night. A very yeah. cool title. It is quite a cool title. Super cool yeah, book. It is cool. Yeah. I bet it had a black <laughs> cover. It actually it just had a... just black, none more black. It had a none more black cover. Which, yeah. You know that serpent on the I black I do know the serpent. Album. It didn't well, have permission to use that. She had a worm. That's on it. Oh, it is. But you, you, you'd need you, x-ray You can't see, see it, it. Because for legal reasons, you can't see it. <laughs> but you but it is know, there. You know it's, it's a, there, yeah. As soon as you hold that yeah. none more black yeah. cover, because Because James, James Hetfield got wind of the fact <laughs> you were doing this book. But you know, that, that Mick Wall, Actually, Mick Wall, that Kerrang. Yeah, I mean... Because obviously I'm, they were great friends of Guns N' Roses as as your relationship with Axel deteriorated. <laughs> James's close personal friendship with Axel on the Metallica Guns N' Roses tour evolved. It, it evolved is the word. It evolved, yeah. In fact, he hated <laughs> Axel and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> he did. 
The only person he hated more than Axel in Guns N' Roses was Lars, yeah. who had his head so far oh, up yeah. Axel's arm. La- I, I do love the story. You've told it before. I'm going to ask you just really briefly to tell it again, because it was on a very early episode, which not everyone might have heard. The story of the Guns N' Roses, the, the leather jacket, the Axel Rose oh, leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Brockham, the American merchandising company, uh, who were looking after Metallica and all the huge bands in yeah. those days. They all suck up to the artists. But the merchandising is, a, I mean, it's like a second record industry for big well, bands. Well, these it's, days it's, 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 it's numero uno. Numero, yeah, it's Because they ain't yeah. selling any records. No, so, but they're selling a lot of T-shirts what, and what, a lot what, of jackets. What's and the one all. thing you can't buy at a big metal show these days? Records. Yeah, yeah. But you can buy, sometimes, I think it's up to 200, 300 items each yeah. show. It's a bit like the Get Your Rocks Off store. www.getcher.com. <laughs> Very like I digress. That. No, we I digress. have up to, I think, you know... Three or four items at any one time. In stock, in stock, I oh, might yeah. say. Fully yeah. stocked. Yeah. One or two of each. Yeah. So hurry quickly. No, um, go now. Pause <laughs> this now. If you <laughs> haven't got your hoodie yet, get your hoodie. Get your hoodie and your knickers. Get your knickers... Uh, they're not edible, yeah. but if you chop no. them up, you can snort them. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying do no, that. So you obviously. should do that. It's not advised by a doctor. No, no. no. But it's not illegal. It, it's certainly not. Uh, legal it's high. Not, it's neither legal nor advisable. A legal low, yeah. even. A new yeah. legal low. Exactly, yeah. So um, Merchandise, Brockham. So... <laughs> They make all these very cool things for Guns N' Roses, including leather jackets with the yeah. Guns N' Roses. Because quite often they'll make one-offs for the band, of just course. as a thank you for, for giving them their business, and they've yeah. all made millions of dollars and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, can I, you know, yeah. suck Can I do you? something for you? Yeah, you what would you like? 200 million, let yeah. me make you a jacket. Yeah, let me make you a Have jacket a that cost me jacket. 30 bucks. Yeah. yeah. That came Cost. out the same sausage machine yeah. you made all your other crap. Yeah. That goes up in smoke every night from the riots. Yeah, exactly. Because you that. ran off. That. One someone. of those. Look, I'll, make you, I'll make you one of those. What do you want it to say? Oh, yeah. can you hear that? That's Coco, yeah, the metal Coco, pug, the metal trying pug. to get in. Yeah. Shall I see if he wants to come in? I think he should. He wants to come in to hear this story. <laughs> Koki. Coco, come on. Come on. Here he is, doing his marching. Here he is, here he is, here he is, Coco, the metal bug. So they go, oh, Axel, we've made you a special jacket. Real special. So it's the, it's the, it's the hot, it's the most expensive item. It's the leather jacket, beautiful biker's leather jacket, black, with the Guns N' Roses logo on the back. But for Axel, they made him a special one. They said, there's only one in the world, Axel, and we've made it for you, and it's white. Oh, because he'd love that one, oh, especially he'd... when he's at the piano. Oh. He'll have his white leather jacket. In the owns... cold November rain, and it's the only jacket in the world, and I'm wearing and, it now. And they don't sell those jackets at JD Sports. You can't... <laughs> he's probably got his. He's still got his JD Sports trousers because they're trackies. comfortable. Got the trackies. They're on. comfortable, well, especially with the elasticated. Yeah, waist. the elasticated waist. He's get you know the the usual illusion to has been extended for some years, and it's lobster and you know caviar every night. He loved that white jacket so much. So, you can see it in the Paradise City video. Yeah. He actually wears it on the stage at Donington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone knows the jacket of it's which a, we speak. It's a one-off. It's a right? one-off. No one else has got one. And then within a few weeks, Lars. <laughs> Because Brockham also knew Metallica, of yeah. 
Lars is so like taken with this white leather jacket. He he asks him to make one for him. But it's a Guns and Roses one. It's not like a Metallica one. No, he didn't get a take on Guns and Roses one. Yeah, like Axel. Basically, yeah. it's not even a Guns and Roses. It's, yeah, it's an Axel it's jacket. Axel's yeah. special jacket. Yeah. I've got one too. Me and Axel walking around in our jackets. Holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. Lars, what are you doing? No, that's not Axel, is it? Excellent. How does that, how does Axel speak? I don't know. You you're the one he spent hours talking. I wasn't talking. listening. I wasn't yeah. listening. Yeah. I wasn't listening. I was spreading lies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, lies. Ripping like, off the kid. The, the shocking truth, as he called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lars had this lovely white leather jacket. Yeah. In those days, he said I was Guns N' Roses. Of course, James is looking upon the leather jacket, going, "Oh." Guns and Roses. I'd like one of those. It's a bit. What it's a bit like is. I wonder if they what, do it. What it's a bit pink. like is the Liverpool centre forward Salah, whatever, coming out for the last game of the season in a Man United top. <laughs> Go. Oh well, I've really. I'm a big admirer of Marcus Rashford, so I've got his shirt on for this gig. Yeah, and all the yeah. other Liverpool players going fair play. Yeah, going fair play. Yeah, we like him fair too. Fair play, Mo. Yeah, we like him too. Yeah. 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 In, in the scheme play, of things, play up, Mo. Yeah. Keep. Yeah. 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 Have a good game, mate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Axel's like, you're working this yeah. And Lars is in the, on the side of the... Doing the... Yeah, clapping along. No, he's doing that snake dance. He's doing the snake Because we should say there comes a moment. When it was a, it was good when Metallica and Guns N' Roses go on tour together. And it's, it's the two biggest bands in the world at that time. Yeah. Metallica have done the Black Album. Yeah, Guns N' Roses have done, you know, whatever their whatever albums were. Appetite for They've Destruction. They Appetite did it before for Destruction they were famous. And the other one, whatever <laughs> it was called. <laughs> mini, so they've mini, done, yeah, they've, yeah, they've done those. So they're both massive, massive fuck off bands, and they're on tour together. And here you've got two of the most, um, uh, what's the word? We won't give any uncompromising frontmen in history. Yeah. On the one hand, Axel special white leather jacket rose yeah. and JD Sports and trousers or Sports Direct. I sports think that's I the classic. Well, they're interchangeable, aren't they? Interchangeable. Or, really. or James, yeah. John Wayne Hetfield, yeah, who's much more of a sort of Levi's. He only ever wears probably. The t- I reckon he's, he's probably only earned, in his, he's in only his own, life one pair. I was going to say in his life he's probably had two or three pairs of jeans in he, his life. Are you saying he's gay? You're saying he's gay. John Houghton says James Hetfield is gay. He's never had two or three. He's had one One pair. pair. I think he's probably got a black and a faded blue. Standard combo. He did have the faded blue till Cliff Burton told him to stop being such a girl. Yeah. And throw them away. Yeah. Or let out the legs. You've got a bit of a flare yeah, going. Got a bit of flare going. So he's got the black jeans. When the knees go, he just puts shoe polish on his knees. Yeah, or he just puts, pulls his socks right off <laughs> over his knees. Because like he only wears black socks. Like a footballer. Of course he does. Yeah. And, and black underwear. Yeah, when he imagine. can be bothered when to he, wear yeah, underwear. Yeah, I mean, halfway through the tour, he's not wearing underwear. No. Nah, he's halfway through a tour. You, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just a, t- just a black t shirt. That's what it was with his arms showing, so you can see all his, a, how strong he is. With a serpent on it that you can't serpent. see. Can't see the serpent for legal reasons. But Actually, it, it, remind, it reminds me of a story. Um, when I was researching the Iron Maiden book years ago, yeah, um, Blaze Bailey was still in the group, and they were coming up to their second album, 
turned out to be second and last yeah. with Blaze. But um, I remember interviewing some of the road crew, and one of them, who shall remain nameless, because mm. he might slap me when he sees me, um, said to me, and I can't remember the exact words, because we love on the, we, uh, we, we love, love Blaze. We I love Blaze, yeah. don't we? We talked about him a lot. On oh, no, well, yeah, we do. I love Blaze, yeah. Uh, but he Blaze. said, I'd we, get a Blaze jacket if there was a special one. I'd, I'd be the one phoning. Can I have well, one like Blaze? He, Blaze used to have one that had flames up the side of the arms, <laughs> his biker jacket, which was quite cool, yeah. Which was, yeah, it, had really bla- it was a Blaze. Not, yeah. not remotely cool, but very, very. But it was kind of cool because he'd done it himself. It's like one of those ones he customised himself, you know. Well, they were telling me that when it came to. Um, again, you know, the merch, they do the merch for the fans, then for the band. You have something that you know, isn't on sale yeah, for everybody yeah. else. So with Blaze, the, the crew said we knew there was something not quite right when uh, we found out because um, they also, you know, the Maiden, for instance, always wore the wristbands. Yeah, They're like tennis players. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So when they're sweating, they got the because they sweat, sweat like, especially Harry. You have West Ham ones. Yeah, West, West Ham. Ham. West Ham. Yeah, up the hammers. So Blaze asks for the wristbands, but he wants black wristbands. Yeah. But written on the wristband, he wants the word Blaze, yeah. but he wants it in black. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So they were going, yeah. so these black wristbands yeah. turned up, and he's yeah. going, does it say Blaze? Yeah. Can you t- does that say Blaze? They're going, I think so. Yeah. I think it says Blaze. I think that is cool. You. That's very metal. He is very metal, yeah, as yeah. are you, John. I know. If you don't mind me saying Thank so. Thank you very much. I've often looked at you and thought to myself... There is metal. Very metal. Yeah. So James Hetfield, to try and drag it back to James... Oh, yeah. That guy. He hated the whole Guns N' Roses thing, partly because Lars was so in love with the Guns yeah, N' Roses and thing. probably also partly because it was the height of Guns N' Roses' unprofessionalism in that... This is full Axel not playing cities that begin with an M, not coming on stage because he's, you know, horoscope says it's not a good time at the moment. All, all, all reasonable stuff. Oh, yeah, reasonable excuse. Reasonable Absolutely now. Reasonable. Well, in hindsight, you look back and say, God, well, you know, he was right. He was absolutely right. He was absolutely right. To Im- right. Impose, impose those standards upon people. <laughs> But at the time, when you had an arena full of fans, it seemed unreasonable. 70,000 yeah, fans who paid hundreds hundred, yeah, of dollars for tickets. It seemed slightly unreasonable at the time. That he would come out and say, I'm sorry, yeah. the temperature is not the right yeah. for my voice. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm getting psychic vibes yeah, that I'm not helpful. I should not be playing tonight. Definitely should not so, be playing So, heads up, I'm not playing tonight. So, just, just yeah. to be clear with everybody, so yeah. we're cool. Yeah. I know you've come could, here. And could slash go out and do the instrumental version of Sweet Child of Mine again, just for the fans. Yeah, or, yeah. or if we're really stuck, we could get Duff yeah, to, to do sing a couple of his punk songs. A couple of his punk songs yeah. from his old days in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. When he was the real, the... get him to do the real crowd pleasers. <laughs> from his days in the farts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And other great, iconic yeah, punk bands yeah. you'd never heard and of. And maybe Dizzy Reed could do a solo. See, now, yeah. Dizzy strikes me as a guy that just... You don the cloak. Yeah. You don the cloak. Yeah. And before you know it, it's... He would happily do it. He would happily do it. Oh, he would Any keyboard. An hour. He'd do an hour. Hour easy. Then you've got a couple of fart songs. The instrumental version of Sweet Child of Mine. Essentially, the gig has happened. 
Don Airy could. told me that when he was in Rainbow, I think I told you this, Rich used to have this thing where he'd lean back on the amp. Yeah. Uh, and the roadies would be on the other side holding it up. Yeah. And then one night they were busy with something, they weren't yeah. there, and he literally just went just backwards. Went, yeah. And as he did, he just pointed at Don. You. You. <laughs> 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 sort of come filly. up with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bit of classical in there somewhere just to yeah. show you know, you're really good. So James Hetfield does not like Guns N' Roses. No, because the, the, the tour, was this the tour in which James got burned as well? Yes. When he, when he got burned by the pyro. By the pyro. Yeah. Because, well, now I can't remember if this was James's fault or if it was Axel's voice problems, but... There was a, a pause in the tour. Yeah. Either because James had fallen off his skateboard and hurt his arm. Oh, okay. Which seems like a... Ridiculous. Grown man skateboarding. I mean, that's... No, you really, don't remember that. Really? I yeah. Mean, I don't know if... I, he, he probably broke his arm in man, a fight. A grown man above the age of 20 is still skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We know, rock, no, there's no rock tsk, stars get beyond the tsk, age of 20 in their head, tsk, is there? Tsk. You know, that's all I can say. Tusk. Is that your phone? No. Uh, interrupting you, you again. Misheard. That was a, a very That was a bird call. outside. That was a, th- a thrush or something. I keep the birds ooh, outside. Ooh. I don't let them in. Ooh, ooh. Um, oh, Koki. Yeah, he didn't like that. He didn't Koki. like your ignorance of birds. Oh, he was crying, did you hear yeah, him? I did hear that. Yeah, he's crying at the thought of James Hetfield coming off his skateboard. <laughs> So there was a pause. I had to cancel a few shows. It was either because James fell off his skateboard yeah. um, or because I, there was that time Axel walked off stage and they cancelled the show. Um, he said because he had voice problems, but I was told it was because someone actually threw a watch and hit him in the bollocks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Accuracy. that time again. Bang. But anyway, they had a pause in the tour and when they came back, um, they had rearranged the, the, the pots where the pyro comes yeah, out. Yeah. Instead of being at that certain point on the stage, yeah. they'd moved them a bit. Yeah. And they hadn't told James. And he was literally standing there when the whole thing yeah, went Yeah, very, up. very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he certainly was injured. He was, yeah. And they, he, so he had, to, he had a legitimate... Because Hetfield's the kind of guy who would just never stop running. You know, he... he no Metallica shows are cancelled because of James Hetfield. Can you imagine James going, my voice... Yeah, oh, my voice... Oh, yeah, it's a bit croaky It's a bit croaky to this, My voice isn't croaky yeah. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. Montreal, but that begins with an M. I can't play here. You know, James <laughs> Not Hetfield, on a Tuesday. Not on a Tuesday. James Hetfield's not that guy. He's not, he's, he's not having four hours no. of therapy before he goes on stage. No, he's not. Years later, he'd be having it after he'd been on the stage. Well, he'd have that guy hanging around with him that they have in the film. Who's saying it's not a good idea for James to work beyond five o'clock? Lars is in the back going, hey, I want to do. Hey, I want to drink. If I want to drink, I'll drink. <laughs> yeah. If I want to stay in bed it's till a five rock, p.m. Yeah, every day and drink yeah. elephant beer, yeah, I will. It's a rock and roll band. Hey, man. rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. My friend's Lemmy. But it's in- <laughs> But it's interesting at that point because, and it, it, it's a truism that at that point they, you know. They aren't really rock and roll bands anymore. There's no room for that kind of behaviour. 
because it throws everything off the rails. It's, you know, when Axel does behave like that, actually the tour falls into complete chaos and everyone gets sued and it causes legal nightmares. Actually, when you get to the level that they were at, you need to be this machine. It's just a machine that comes to town, it does the show and it leaves. And that's how it works. It's not rock and roll in that respect. And Metallica fit the bill. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Metallica, I mean, they own machines. They just, J- yeah. James Hetfield, for all his kind of hinterland of a troubled upbringing, yeah. um, never wanted to be the front man, yeah. uh, doesn't like drugs. Just that Most young bands go through, especially when they start selling millions of records yeah. in America, there'll be a drug moment where they decide, oh, this is crap, or they think this is great. Yeah. But there's a moment. And James never had that. He, for him, it was always the booze. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he also was, you know, I travelled a fair bit with them in those days uh, from when Cliff was in the band to when Jason was in the band. Yeah. And um, when Cliff was in the band, James absolutely deferred to Cliff. They all did to an extent, but James, I think, really... Yeah. I think when Cliff died, I think that probably hurt James more than any of them. Because Cliff was absolutely his kind of guiding light. Yeah. Because James knew, don't forget it's the 80s, James knew he couldn't be a fat Vince Neil. Yeah. He knew he couldn't be baby Lee Roth. You know, he knew he couldn't be Brett Yeah, no, he was just going to be that guy who stands there. Kind of ugly looking guy with facial hair when no one had it. I think also he, he, you know, Cliff was such a confident musician and had a vision of what Metallica were. And even if he wasn't writing every single note, though he was writing a lot of it, he had a, you know, an idea of where it should go. It absolutely, and cast all, that yeah, influence. Exactly. All of a sudden, that's removed, and James has got to be thinking, "Well, this is on me now." Mm. You know, uh, apart from anything else, this well, is on uh, me. He now. becomes the hard man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He even wears Cliff's uh, beautiful skull ring. Yeah. Um, uh, so I guess my point was, while Cliff was there, I think James could still exude a certain kind of vulnerability sensitivity or yeah. already those you haven't put those words in the same sentence but after cliff went i think you see this you see this era where it's always been the lars and james show but now it's even more to the fore oh cokey except um james overcompensates i think you know he could look to cliff to be the one who wore the flares and yeah. grew his hair and didn't put the make I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. But now he had to kind of be ultra that. He had to kind of, 
and 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 that ushered in that here I told you talking to well, I was talking to Kirk Hammett about essential oils and James Walker and the conversation had to change yeah instantly yeah, in, yeah. no no I don't think lavender oil is a medicine chest yeah. in a bottle I like burgers yeah let's kick some ass yeah but that's again that's not is that really who James is I don't know. I, d- I think he's a lot more rounded now. I think when he ha- and I'm sure he has had to have therapy and those sort of things. He has struggled with the booze periodically, but that's it's partly the lifestyle, isn't it? That you have to lead when you're on the road and you're killing time and you're killing whatever. Because they became this. I mean, way after the Guns N' Roses thing, uh, as as the music industry evolved, they became this sort of tremendous touring machine that would do two you know two year world tours and all the rest of it. And, and they and still are. And it's still, yeah, well, that's what I mean. They were still doing it. So, I mean, it's tremendously... It is a demanding lifestyle. As I say, you have to be that machine-like presence, and I'm sure that's taken its toll on Hepburn and having to listen to Lars every ten minutes. You know? Could you imagine, though, um, James making it in any other band? I mean, if you look at you know some of the people we've mentioned, let's say uh, Axel, let's say David Lee Roth, let's, mm. whoever, whoever, pick a, a vocalist... Mm. A lot of them have so much star power. You can see them. You can see that they would have had some kind of career, even if it wasn't with that particular group. Yeah, James, I'm not so sure. What do you think he'd have done? What as a musician? Yeah, would he have stuck with it? I mean, would he? You know. Yeah, I mean, you, what you see, so if he sort of been born ten years earlier, he would have been a rhythm guitarist in, you know, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, Skinner or, or yeah, something right, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he'd been born ten years later, he, yeah, who knows what he would have. You know what happened ten years McDonald's after. McDonald's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, it was time and place, wasn't it? The whole thrash thing came along at the right time, and he had that, uh, you know, nihilistic, uh, you know, aggressive abandonment that was required at the time. And, and best songs, because again, I think Lars <laughs> hoovers up a lot of the credit because he's he's the spokesman for the mm. band. Um, but. Is James overlooked? I mean, when we're thinking of, you know, like Creeping Death. Who wrote that? Uh, I said, well, it wasn't Lars, was it? No. Lars no. would have written. I don't know. Because he did. When they, again, when they do the, the, the film, the, some kind of monster film or whatever it is, Lars, can't, can't, but he has musical ideas, but he doesn't have the. Uh, musical ability. No, is that yeah. what you're going to say? Well, no, he That's doesn't. He doesn't have say. the means of putting them across. In that he doesn't play any other instrument, even badly. So he can't sort of pick up a guitar and go. Well, what I have in mind is this, but obviously you can do it much better. So it all falls on Hetfield. You know, he's the one sitting there. Kirk comes up with the odd thing, but Kirk's basically a lead guitarist. You yeah. know, he's there to to do a certain thing, do those solos and all the rest of it. And it does fall to James, you know, I've, I've come up with this, I've come up with that. And then I think once James has got a building block, then Lars can go, oh, OK, maybe it goes with this, maybe it goes with that. And he's got a very good ear for that sort of thing about what fits with what and, you know, how it should all come together. But that sort of, the bit you're talking about, the genesis, the first da 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 that now has to come from James. Got to yeah. be. Yeah. Got to be. And that's a lot of response, especially once... When you do it once and you do the Black Album, and actually Bob Rock's role is probably un, you know, overlooked in this, in that really James's foil is Bob Rock, because mm. Bob will go, oh, I like that, or yeah. stick with that, or yeah. keep trying that, or try it this way, try it that way. 
and there was a good, you know there was a very strong partnership there, especially with the uh, with the Black Album. Do you think they could have um, persisted with Mustaine? I know that's a big what if. Oh, I don't know because it's weird. I mean, once you take out the individual, that's why you say. I think what you're saying is like Hetfield would never make a solo album or anything like that because I think his music is Metallica's music, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he'd go off and do some kind of... You know, I thought he was very good when he started doing that sort of Ennio Morricone, you know, broad vista Western type stuff like The Unforgiven and um, Nothing Else Matters, you know, that kind of really big sounding song maybe he could do more like that if he well, was again, on his I own again I think that's him working with Bob Ross yeah ex- yeah yeah but then you know uh, when you listen to what Megadeth are you have to say to yourself well that is what Mustaine would have put into Metallica yeah and it would have been a completely different band yeah you know? no no I agree and I, I wonder if it would have even lasted as long because you know this town ain't big enough for the both of no. us one of the reasons yeah. Megadeth did so well I think, is because it was the Dave Mustaine show. Yeah. He yeah. had the guitar, the vocals, the songwriting all pretty much covered. And on top of that, you've got this larger-than-life personality yeah. who tends to dominate the room. Yeah, but it, Mustaine's always kicking up against Metallica, isn't he? I mean, he was in it so briefly, and yet he, you know, there's the bit, in the, in the again, in the film where... Or, or the book, uh, the, yeah, or the book where he arrives to some sort of a, expecting some sort of apology for being chucked out of the band, and he basically says to them, "It's part of James's reparations." Right, you know, right, right. He basically says to them, "You know, uh, I've spent my whole life in your shadow," and you think only in your head. Yeah. You know, if you'd had nothing to do with Metallica, if no one knew you ever been, all you'd have been in was a successful band. What's wrong with that? And I, I know, think a lot of Megadeth fans only came to that narrative much later. Yeah. They really liked a yeah. track or they liked yeah. an album or yeah. a video. And it's Mustaine who's constantly going on about it yeah. you know, and measuring himself. And it, it's all measured against, well, we never had an album as big as the Black Album. But then who did? But, but there's you know? a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. They I never mean, wrote a hit single no, called Enter Sandman. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean, how many bands ever do have an album that big? It's very rare to have a big album that yeah. that is that big. Yeah, and, and even if you do have a number of hits, like, say, a Van Halen, yeah. they're equivalent to the Black Album would have been, say, 1984. Yeah. Um, that was never going to happen again yeah. yeah exactly it doesn't happen again yeah. so Mustaine to have had a sequence of platinum selling albums mm. playing the kind of music he plays can only be counted as a huge success now here's a question for you imagine if Robert Trujillo how do you say Trujillo Trujillo yeah Trujillo I don't, I don't know, I don't know how Trujillo is his name is it Robert is that his name Roberto Trujillo is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's Robert, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, come on. It sounds wrong. No, no, Trujillo. no. No, no, no. I know anyway, the guy you mean. The guy imagine, with the platted hair. Yeah, the, self, the self-described whiskey samurai. Oh, is that what he calls himself? Mm. Yeah, I like that. The, but the, you like that? Yeah, I like that, What yeah. part of this samurai lifestyle involves whiskey? Well, it, it, I, I think you'll find I'm devout yeah. in my samurai yeah. roots. yeah. And uh, that's why I carry the sword. Yeah. And the whiskey. And the whiskey. Yeah. Um, imagine that. Whis- whiskey and swords, a match made in heaven. There you go. But, yeah. What yeah. could go wrong? Exactly. What could go wrong? Yeah. You've got your samurai. You're drunk. 
you're whirling the sword around your head like a dervish. Probably Japanese whiskey, yeah, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. And a samurai, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the time of the samurai, there was one law, one, uh, not one law, many laws, but only one punishment. And death. That was death. Gotta be. Samurai would chop your R- head off. Oh, right, well, I thought we were going to say it was the old ritual disembowelment. Oh, no, that's, no, that's suicide. Right, yeah. That's well, ritual suicide. So there's another No, no, you and I, we're deaths. both samurais, we live right. next door to each other, but it's yeah. rice paper In walls. Samurai City. It's rice paper walls. Yeah, and I can hear you drinking the whiskey. I mean, if he's on the whiskey again... See, that would be called disturbing your war, W-A, disturbing yeah. your war. That's the rule you must not break. Right. Because if you if if I you're a samurai, anybody disturbs your war, you're straight in there, sword, sword out, shoot, yeah, lock their off fucking head it. off. Yeah. I told you to keep it down. Yeah. Switch. Stop snoring. Head go- exactly yeah. disturbing yeah. my war. Yeah. Head gone. Yeah. You see, so. Thank God that guy isn't drunk on whiskey all the time, yeah. especially the Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Um, but anyway, imagine Rob. Yeah. Trujillo. It is Rob. Yeah, I'm sure. Trujillo is uh, quietly in his dressing room on the old laptop. Oh, okay. I think so. On the old base. No, 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 no. Right. Skyping with a young fan. Yeah. Who happens to be female. Right. But where, of legal age... Where are you going with this? I'm just asking you to imagine... Right, okay, yeah. Hetfield bursts in. Yeah. Going, Rob, I need that other guitar string. Yeah. And Rob is like, don't bug me, man. I'm on the Skype with a chick. Yeah. And I've got me willy out. <laughs> now, Hetfield's not going to go, you're fired, is he? I don't know. I thought that's the first thing I'd do. <laughs> You fucking perv. We're going on in ten minutes. Well, you'd be can like, you not, hurry up. Can you not keep ten the perving to a certain hour? Ten minutes is an eternity yeah. in perv terms, isn't it? <laughs> ten seconds is all you need, yeah, yeah. I'm told, reliably yeah. informed yeah. on the internet chat rooms that yeah. I've never seen. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, I guess my point is, is I don't even know what Dave Ellefson did. Oh, I see you've drawn a parallel. Very clever, yes. It's not really. I was following it, but I'm going to, for legal reasons, say it's not actually Robert Trujillo you were talking about. No, I'm saying hypothetically. Yeah. Imagine, imagine it wasn't Dave Ellison. You put that image in my head that it was now Robert Trujillo, (laughs) and it wasn't him. No, of course it wasn't him. I'm not suggesting it was him. I'm drawing a, a, a parallel. I'm trying to say. Would would do you think any? All right, let me let me ask another. I see one. what do you do. Think do you think if Steve Harris Aaron was in his dressing room on his laptop, yeah, and in between looking at YouTube clips of West Ham, yeah, winning the FA Cup in '74 or whatever it was, he happened to be conversing with a female fan, yeah. of a legal age, yeah, with his William. And then Bruce comes in the room. There's going to be no sacking, is there? Well, you can't sack Harry, can you? No, but there'll be no there'll be no remonstration. Well, well you I, you see, I see where you're I see what you're saying, but in the modern climate, in the actuality, the actuality of the modern world, you know, fifty something men hunched over their laptops talking to young women. 
who are in thrall to them because they're in a band. It's not a good look. It's in the in the age of Me Too. That is not a good look. Is but, not a good place to be. Can I point what out, business say, have you got with a you know young young girl apart from the obvious? What, do you need more than that as a well, reason? I mean, surely that's a good enough reason. Well. You're 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 endorsing the idea of fifty-something men, you know, chat-rooming sixteen-year-old girls. No, no, she was eighteen. Eighteen-year-old girls. Well, I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying I don't think it's a sackable offence, particularly when you're in a heavy metal band. But the point is, that's the that's the modern climate, isn't it? That's that you either turn around and go, no. No, we, you know, Me Too doesn't apply to us. You know, I'm Vince Neil. I can do what the fuck I want. No, no, see, I, or, I, no, no, or it's you have Skype. to, you know, it's Skype. No, I see, I see what it, it doesn't, no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the, it, what I'm saying is in the Me Too climate, if something like that happens, you can go one of two ways. You either sack the person and say, we're not involved with this, it's nothing to do with us. We're, and then go you know, back to your dressing room and, and carry on getting whatever, the whatever you do, mother but, and daughter yeah, team. But, yeah. but you, you're saying, you know, we, we, are, we are acknowledging the, you know, the, the wrongs of the past and we are part of the modern way of thinking, the current way of thinking. Or you go the other way and go, well, so what, you know? Exactly. rock and roll. So what? Yeah. yeah. So, so what? So what? So what, you fucking little gun? Yeah, so they ju- they jumped. That's they the song, jumped. By the way, yeah, I, I thought he was just talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so they jumped. They jumped in a particular direction. That's that's what happened. If you're Ellison, you can't complain. You can't complain in the modern age, especially if you're the. But it's like it's not like you're the you know the centerpiece of the band. It's Skype. But it doesn't doesn't matter, does it? You still... It's like saying, oh, you know, it it was... I I was grooming someone, but it was only Skype. (laughs) Dave Mustaine once drew on a piece of paper, which I kept in my wallet for years, uh, drew out what he called the sex hex. And it was a a spell that if you did it, it would make whichever woman you were doing the spell on come to your room within 24 hours and have sex with you, whether she wanted to or not. Now, oh, that to me is way that, worse than a bit that of is, sky hanky-panky. That is terrible. That was that amazing. Is, yeah. he, he drew the whole thing. The penis goes here, then you need one of her pubic hairs, and that goes there. And, and I, I, this is over lunch in L.A., and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's fantastic. I put the bit of paper. It was on, it was on a sunset marquee uh, notepad. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fantastic. And I kept that fucker in my wallet for years, thinking, should oh, I, should oh, I try oh, it? I'll have a go at it one day. But then I thought, well, I, yeah, but I, I don't need to, because I need one to keep the chicks away. away. Yeah, I need, away. The, I need the sex, the anti-sex hex. The anti-sex hex. Yeah. I need the, no girls, yeah. I've had not too today. much. Not today. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe later. Maybe. But maybe not. Because, yeah. you know, you know. I just, just look I at this guy. No sex. Do I look but like then, I need but, a you sex, know, sex Mustaine. Mustaine needs a sex hex, you know, because he's so intense. It's like... All His parting words to me were, were quite fateful. Because this was 91, I want to say. He said, uh, he goes, by the way, he goes, make sure you don't do it on Princess Die. Oh. Like I could have like done you're going to, But yeah. I thought an interesting point he made, you know. He goes, because it will work. 
Yeah, it will definitely work. Yeah. <laughs> it will definitely work. So if you end up doing that to the wrong, there will be consequences. Yeah, well, inevitably. And not just like, oh, I yeah. hate you because you had sex with me yeah. and I didn't really want to, even though I really did at that moment. It would be uh, fucking tunnels in Paris and being chased down the road, wouldn't it? <laughs> it was Diana, I mean. I hold I to this I day that Dodie and, and used Dave Mustaine's sex sex to get her in the tunnel. See, I wonder where Mustaine got it from. Well, apparently his sister was really into magic. Okay. Um, yeah. But here's the point is I just, I'm not buying it. Okay, okay. On a serious level. What Ellefson did, obviously, is, you know, man, fucking get yourself together, you know. But it is on Skype. It wasn't in the physical actuality. If you, if you want to carry on pleading his case, please do. <laughs> you, you'll get, no, okay, I'm, no, okay, I'm, the, okay. I'm the hanging judge in this okay, case, and okay. I'm saying Ellefson I'm, was bang out of order, mate. I'm saying the appro- approbrium, how do you say that? Appro- yeah. Approbium, approbation, whatever it is. Um, fine. Approbate, punish, yeah. kick out of the bag. Well, I, I look, think there's more going on. Yeah, there. yeah, absolutely. You got, you've got. I think now you've got a reason to, you know, if you've not been getting along or whatever. Now you've got, and say you've not been getting along with a guy, and you're thinking, oh, you know, da 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 da, and then it, you, it then transpires. He's been on Skype with people young enough to be his daughter, probably young enough to be his granddaughter. It's just, you think, do I want to stand next to him on stage? When it's not essential to the people coming to see Megadeth that Dave Ellison sex. There's plenty of times when he but, hasn't been there. But isn't that the whole outlaw rock and roll ethos? That no, what, to you... commit sex crimes? What no. sex crimes? Well, not... It's on Sky! Well, whatever, it's you know. It's not a fucking sex... No, well, no. Okay, what if he was just watching porn? Each to his own. But I would said. that be a sackable no, offence? The reason it was difficult and complicated was that Ellefson admitted some culpability, didn't he? I don't know. He said, well, yeah, he said, yeah, I was doing that. You know, it was private between me and my wife. But if she's 18, where's yeah. the... where's the? I see, there's nothing illegal. Consenting no, adults. No, well, yeah, but I mean, then you say well, there is a, there's 18 and there's 18. So I've got no knowledge of what this case is 18 about. 18 and life. Yeah, yeah. As the bar. I think we're on dodgy ground here, but I, I would be... <laughs> myself, I would be uneasy. <laughs> uneasy So if you come into the podcast studio next week and I happen purely mm, by, by chance. chance, innocently chatting... Yeah. Well, it depends what you're saying, doesn't it? I could be saying I think I think the football season was yeah. a bit of a washout okay. without the fans, but if I happen to have the old chap out at the same time, apparently that that changes the whole yeah. complexion. I think this podcast would be over. <laughs> okay, I think Ellefson transgressed, and some form of punishment was in order, yeah. or or. You know, or just basically... Well, count yourself lucky you didn't get the samurai treatment. <laughs> you ruined my war. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, I've heard since there's been this whole thing about, oh, are they relaunching the brand? Or there's some old bullshit and Mustaine's got the hump because Ellison's been kind of selling his Bibles with Megadeth written on them or something. Right. There's, there's some other shit Stuff, going Yeah, on. but, it, you know, it's that's the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, isn't it? Especially, I repeat again, in the modern climate. Would Lars sack 
Would Lars have sacked James Hetfield for a similar transgression? See, can you keep saying that, but then you by keep saying that, you're implying that they're the kind of people who would do something like that, and I don't think you can do that on a podcast like this. I'm not saying that. I, I, I see what you mean. It, it depends on the... Pa- Look... Megadeth is Mustaine's band. There's no dispute about that. There's no, oh, it's Day, it's Mustaine and Ellefson's band. It's not. It's Dave Mustaine's well, band. It's Dave and Dave Jr. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's getting yeah, close that's to right. what the problem yeah, is. Exactly. So it's Mustaine's band. If he wants to throw him out for, you know, Anything. having a bacon sandwich at you know, lunchtime instead of breakfast, he can do that. And he, there's no argument. He doesn't need any there's excuse. no argument because in the end, Dave Ellison can form his own band. See who comes to see that. That's the that's oh, the bottom girl, line. One that's girl the, will turn yeah, up on Skype. Yeah. <laughs> I'm streaming yeah, yeah, my, my new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's your test, isn't it? If Dave Ellison forms a band and see who goes to see it or see who signs up for it. No, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So. Um, to conclude this insightful look into James Hetfield, I'd like to say, I think he is... I'm trying to think of any other frontman that comes close to that kind of machismo, that kind of unbridled... Yeah. Even if it's slightly forced and you, you kind of start to wonder what else is going on behind closed doors. Yeah. That, I call it John Wayne, you know, that kind of... Just completely. Yeah, he's always sort of Johnny Cash, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I've got, I'll tell you who does. Glenn Danzig. Oh, yeah. mother, <laughs> tell your children not to come our way. Well, Glenn, tell your children Glenn not lost to his hear my man. words. What they do, what Glenn they say. Glenn lost his hard man not reputation me. for not me when me. he had his nose job. You see, did he have a nose job? You don't hear that story. No. Me and Ross are in LA. It was about nineteen ninety. <laughs> And uh, we've been told Glenn Danzig's had a nose job. <laughs> now, so it's an investigative journalist. This is an investigative journalist at its case. height, at its yeah. height, yeah. in the actuality. You were immediately on the case. It was like, someone said, I think he's had a nose job. And we were like, he's had a nose yeah, he's, job. he's definitely had Get one. Get that incorrect. Do you think he's had one? Yes, he has. No, we came up with a better wheeze. We were laughing yeah. because... Um, Oh, God, just remembering the elaborate plan. Um, We rang Malcolm Dome, who was in London, and got him to do this because we thought he'd be a plausible conduit for this information, whereas the person we were going to punk or scam wouldn't believe a fucking word we said anyway. So our dear friend Stefan Chirazzi, speaking of Metallica, because he's very much in their camp. He's very much their man. He's very much their man on screen. Yeah, they need. he is. Um, he was he was in L.A. Malcolm's in London. Me and Ross are in L.A. Stefan's in L.A. because he lived in San Francisco. And he's going off to interview Glenn Danzig. Ooh. And um, so we rang Malcolm in London and got Malcolm to ring Cheesy, as we used to call him, because he had a fondness for cheeseburgers, which I'm sure has abated as the yeah. years have crept by. Um and we got Malcolm to say to him, oh, great, what are you, oh, you're going to be in Glen? Oh, cool, cool. Don't forget to ask him about his nose job. Apparently he's really proud of it. Yeah. He, he, he keeps showing people and yeah. going around. So whatever, if you like, you if say, it, break also, the yeah. ice. Also, d- you can't miss it. Tell him that, because he's had a bit extra put on. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a bit added. 
we got Malcolm to say that as an icebreaker, because Glenn could be, you know, difficult and in a bad mood and all this. As an icebreaker, you yeah. just say, man, oh, I man, love... you're looking good. There's something about you. Is it the nose? No, the... no, I can see it I straight away. It's the nose. Your yeah. nose job, mate. It's, it's the... amazing. Yeah. Cool job on the yeah. nose. Yeah. Make that the first thing you say to yes. break the ice. Yeah. <laughs> so Cheesy goes in. Hey, hey, Glenn. Because Cheesy yeah. wasn't one to suck up to rock stars. Yeah. You know, he, he, he wasn't like that. And um, he was real. You know. So he went in and apparently the first thing out of his mouth was, I really like your nose job. I haven't had a fucking nose job. <laughs> Who told you I had a fucking nose job? Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you asshole. <laughs> And when he came out, anyway, we, went, we didn't tell you. Yeah, anyway, no, what about the album? No, no, you Oh, don't God, know. never mention the nose never job. Never mention the nose That's the one thing you know about Glenn Danzig. <laughs> never call him Fonzig and never <laughs> never mention the nose job. Here's another all man. Yeah, Udo Dirkschneider. Well, Jerry DeMaio, Eric of, Adams. He's kind of half man, half... Um, Panzer division. Half man, half Panzer division... Half um, Frodo. You can't be three halves. You, you can. Yeah. You can in that world. In that world. Uda. Well, but, all right, Joey DeMaio. I mean, he's so, he doesn't even yeah, wear he's clothes. he's looking, isn't he? Yeah, but he's... Are you saying, yeah, but ja- you're saying James isn't good looking? I'm saying James isn't good looking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joey DeMaio's all man, but he's, yeah. he's got a very nice, yeah, pretty got, face, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had to kiss a man, John, you'd kiss Joey, wouldn't you? Oh, I have kissed Joey. <laughs> <laughs> tongues? No, no, no. no oh no, no, no didn't. First I, 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 I wasn't presumptuous. Not on the first. No, date. just when we first met, we just brushed lips. Tits first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he didn't have a. Obviously, he was shirtless at the time we met. He <laughs> of just. He was. Yeah. Of course he was. So um, no, I was going to say um, uh, Ronnie Van Zandt. You know, from Leonard Skinner. Yeah. He was, he was manly. just horrible, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he was manly. <sighs> He was manly. I'd like to have seen him and James in. Uh, yeah, that would. Yeah, but James would have. James would have towered over him because he was quite small, wasn't he? When was he? Was he? Sure, he was. Ronnie sure Manzan. Sure, he read that. Any, anyone in rock music called Ronnie is small. <laughs> There's no big Ronnies. I have no idea what you're referring to there. Mm. I've found most Ronnies I've known to be fine men. Oh, did, did I say that? Singers. Did I say they weren't fine men? I'm just saying they weren't. That, of a name me a, name stature. Me a, name me a tall Ronnie. Ronnie Wood? Fuck off. <laughs> He's not that tall, actually. No. My, yeah, but you're a tall person. Yeah. See, to me, there are people that are tall, tall Ronnies, yeah. that would be small Ronnies to you. Yeah, well... So Ronnie Wood to you, small Ronnie. To me, tall Ronnie. It's like Ronnie Dio to you was tall Ronnie. <laughs> Towered over you. No, I think that was more his stature. I, I respected the stature. Yeah. The stature loomed over everybody. Yeah. Mm. So, James Hetfield, what can we say that's positive and good to end this wonderful show about James Hetfield? <laughs> what do you want me to say? I mean, he, he, if anyone is Metallica, he is Metallica, although Lars would give you a good argument to the contrary. He writes all the lyrics apart from the one that the... Uh, the 
um, counsellor stroke psychic advisor tried to write and the one that Kirk tried to write. <laughs> he, he took two listens to what they had to say and thought, oh, I'll stick to doing the lyrics, lads. Yeah, yeah, he writes yeah. all the lyrics, he writes a lot of the music. Yeah. He is the front man. He's and, in, and he's a he's, great front he's man. He's a great front man. He's indestructible. He as is. we've discovered, he's been blown up, he's come off his skateboard, he's gone through numerous scrapes and... You know, he bad. hurt his wrist. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, really like bad. Yeah, and you know when James Hetfield's hurt, he's hurt. Yeah. it's not like I've broken my finger like now. Like he goes, I mean, t- he could have been in. To me, he looks like a professional wrestler. Yeah, yeah it's like he's, he's yeah, he down. Does. Yeah, he's down. But but one, two, and the count's almost at nine. He's back he's up, up again. Yeah, yeah. And then he's got a step like, ladder. So he's yeah, the bloke with yeah. the step ladder. He's indestructible, and you know, and and yeah, I, I, I would say that. And I think on that bombshell. We'll leave it there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs>